Hi, everybody. Good evening. I realize uh, this session is standing between you and cocktails and the blackjack tables. More importantly, it's standing between my cocktails and the blackjack tables. So I'll try to keep it as efficient and on point as possible. Um, I want to thank you all for joining me. This is a, a kind of a big deal for me. I'm finally on stage in Las Vegas. It was a lifelong career uh, aspiration for me, along with such greats as Carrot Top and Liberace and Tony Orlando. So, Mom, I finally made it. <laughs> I tell a funny story about my mother. I started working at Amazon about a year ago, and uh, uh, when I told her I was taking a job at Amazon, she said, Oh, honey, they have the nicest white vans. I'm so proud of you. Those vans are so gorgeous. And so I'm going back to see my mom in Minnesota in a couple of weeks for Christmas, and I'm scrambling to try to find a way to rent a white Amazon van and put a Prime sticker on it so I don't disappoint her when I show up. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot of... Uh, it's a very exciting session for us. Um, we get to introduce uh, Amazon QuickSight. So the product was announced last year at reInvent, and it's been under uh, a preview state for the last year with almost 10,000 customers participating in it. And we finally GA'd QuickSight Standard Edition uh, two weeks ago. So I had the great privilege to stand up here uh, as the face of the QuickSight team and introduce the product to you, tell you a little bit about it. We're going to do a demo, and then we have a great customer. Hotel Beds from Spain is going to get up and tell you how they're using QuickSight already uh, in a production environment. So to get started, we want to answer the question, why did AWS build QuickSight? And the reason is very simple. As what may seem obvious to all of us in the room is there's been an explosion of data that's proliferating in the cloud. That data is coming from applications that are generating it, uh, applications that businesses use to manage themselves, Salesforce, uh, HubSpot, Concur, Box, Marketo. Uh, you have data that's migrating from on-premise sources moving into the cloud. Then you have data captured inside of big data frameworks like Hadoop and Hive and Spark. And we need to provide our customers a way to be able to analyze and look at that data. So. While AWS has been pioneering services to collect, store, and now analyze that data, we've been looking for a way to give our customers that final last mile of data's life cycle and data's journey in a native fashion so you can do direct analysis on data that you're storing inside of AWS. So that's why we built QuickSight. So what is QuickSight? QuickSight is a fast very easy to use business analytics service at one-tenth the cost of traditional BI solutions. And the first question we want to talk about is who is QuickSight for? The BI and analytics market is full of products and we have a very specific customer segment that we're looking for uh, delivering QuickSight to. So when you think about organizations and how they utilize data, and you can segment every user inside of a company into one of three major groups. You have your power users, your data analysts, your data scientists up at the top. You've got your average business professionals that do some Excel. They do pivoting, build some charts, et cetera, and do some basic self-discovery and, uh, and data uh, ad hoc analytics. And then you have your consumption audience that's looking at pre-canned reports, uh, dashboards that have been curated and published to them in the context of their workflow. And QuickSight is really optimized for those bottom two segments. QuickSight is a tool that's very, very easy to use. Anyone can get up and running with it in a matter of minutes and start to, uh, analyzing and charting and pivoting their data sets. And then it allows you to create perfect dashboards that you can syndicate out and distribute around your organization. 
So the first thing is about ease of use. So QuickSight has a beautiful user experience and user interface that was designed to make it as simple as possible for people to get from data to insights. And then underneath QuickSight, you have the Spice engine, which makes the performance and the speed and the response times uh, extraordinarily fast. So users can get from that raw data state to insights and understanding as quickly as possible. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you can collaborate and share with QuickSight. So QuickSight has three basic tenets. There's the concept of an analysis. So that's where you can filter, pivot, chart, explore, and do your ad hoc analytics on your data set. And inside of QuickSight, you can actually take that live analysis and you can share it with your colleagues. So you can have multiple users looking at a single analysis and they all have the flexibility to look at the chart it in a different way, to pivot the data in a different way, filter it by different dimensions, um, and modify the underlying analysis, but in a shared environment. Then you have the concept of dashboards. So dashboards are more locked down consumption-centric uh, versions of those analysis where the users are free to filter it and slice it by the different dimensions that are available inside of the data set, but they can't actually modify the underlying analysis, change chart types, et cetera. So it's really oriented towards a more consumptive audience. And then lastly, we have the concept of storyboards. So storyboards allow you to take snapshots of different visualizations and present them in a linear fashion to guide users and, and viewers through a story to get them to a conclusion of what's going on inside of the data. So one of the primary value points of QuickSight is that it's deeply integrated with the AWS data services. So uh, at launch two weeks ago, QuickSight was integrated with RDS, Redshift, and S3. It also allows you to take data from third-party sources like Salesforce, Excel. You can bring in flat files. And you can also connect to on-premise databases. So if you don't want to bring the data from your on-premise state into the cloud, you can also have QuickSight directly query those databases on-premise, as well as databases that you're hosting inside of AWS. So let me talk you a little bit how it works. So on the left-hand side, you have your data sources. And underneath QuickSight is the Spice engine. Spice is what we, uh, we call our super fast parallel in-memory calculation engine. And the power of Spice is that it allows you to ingest data from your underlying sources or from a flat file into the engine and stage it there for analysis by your end users. So when, a, when you're bringing data into Spice, you can offload the queries and offload the workloads from the underlying data source and database and put it into Spice where it sits. And then as users are interfacing with the dashboards and performing their analytics, the Spice engine is returning those results to them in sub-second size depending on the, on the data set size. So with that, I'll give you a quick demo of the product. Can I see a show of hands of who has signed up for the QuickSight product and tried it out for free? Well, nice. Everybody likes it. <laughs> All right, so I'll do a quick demo. And we're going to do a live demo because we're in Vegas and I believe in gambling. Okay, so this is what a user sees when they come into the main QuickSight interface. So I'm logged in, and the first thing I see are all of the analysis that I have created or that have been shared with me. Again, analysis are those live workbooks where you can go in and you can change the chart types, build visualizations, uh, filter and pivot, etc. And then you have your dashboards. And again, the dashboards are published versions of those analysis that are locked down in terms of the visualization types that are utilized and the data that's being showcased in them. 
So we're going to start off as an end user that has access to a dashboard. So when I come in here, the first thing I see is all the visualizations. I can scroll down the canvas and see everything that's a part of this dashboard. So this is a very high-level operational dashboard. Uh, let's say I'm the CEO of, of a SaaS company that makes a line of enterprise business applications for HR, for marketing, etc. So the first thing I see up here at the top is the monthly sales by service. Over here I see the legend, I'm billing, HR, and my marketing product lines, and I can see the sales for them spread out over time. So I can use this scrubber. Everything in QuickSight is very interactive to help you drill into the data and get a better understanding of what's going on. So I can zoom in on a smaller segment of time, mouse over the chart and get the exact data for each data point, what's coming in my sales. And then as I start to scroll down, now I'm looking over here on the side, I have a pie chart that's showing me the sales by region. Now, I want to drill into that and actually see the different types of companies, the different customer segmentations between our enterprise and small business and medium-sized companies inside of the U.S. So I can click on that, and right there on the visualization, I can drill in. So I say, drill into segment. And now I'm looking at, for the United States, I can see the sales uh, broken out by the different segments. And then to drill back up, all i got to do is hit this upper right-hand corner, and it pops me back out. So again, now I'm going to look inside of EMEA and see the breakdown uh, by segment inside of EMEA. And it looks like we're doing a lot of enterprise sales and not so much of the, uh, the mid-sized company. So EMEA is a completely different breakdown inside of that. So again, you're seeing the fluidity of which a user can very quickly drill, analyze, and move around inside that data. And again, the spice engine underneath that is what's powering that incredible response time. So now I'm going to back out because as a, as a user, now I've seen this high-level overview. I actually want to get a hold of that data set and build my own analysis and do some, uh, do some direct ad hoc analytics. So I'm going to back out and come over here and click New Analysis. And I'm going to create a new data set. So I'm actually going to pull a data set in, for, uh, in from S3. So QuickSight is directly integrated with S3, which is a really powerful component of what you can do with QuickSight because it allows you to take large data files that are sitting inside of S3 buckets and ingest them directly into Spice and start doing analytics on it without having to stage that data in some intermediary data warehouse. So you can directly connect into S3, pull data into Spice, and do analytics on it um, with no other infrastructure. So I'm going to click on S3, and I'm going to upload a manifest file. It's sitting on my desktop. We will call it my sales data set. Great. So now I have two options as it's getting ready to import that data into Spice. I can click uh, Edit and Preview. So this will be called the data preparation uh, step. So this basically allows me to get a preview look at the data inside of that file. And I can do all sorts of preparation on that to get it ready to, for my analysis. So I can pre-filter it. Over here, I can create filters on the different fields that are available in the data set. I can remove fields that I don't want to come in as part of the data set. I can rename, change the types. I can do joins with other data sets. And, uh, and again, filter uh, segments out of it that I don't want. So we're just going to jump past that and go straight to uh, the visualization canvas. So now this is the analysis mode. So you look over on the left-hand side, and you can see the different... Uh, the different fields that came in from the data set broken into measures and dimensions. And one of the things that we really aspire to do with QuickSight is, again, to make it extremely easy for business users to get from that underlying data to analysis with as little uh, intermediary steps along the way. 
So if you look down here in the left-hand corner, you can see the different types of charts that are available inside of QuickSight. You see that little lightning bolt on the left-hand side is what we call autograph. An autograph is essentially a mode that allows a user to just start clicking the data that they're interested in without having to uh, predetermine what chart type is best for that particular uh, set of dimensions and measures, because QuickSight will look at the data and use some inference and actually pick the optimal chart type for that. So I want to get some uh, some deeper uh, deeper context on what's going on in my customer segments. So I just click that, and QuickSight will automatically create a, a bar graph for me. And it's just using the count of records inside of that dimension. But I really want to focus on the build amount uh, for, that I'm getting from each customer segment. So when I click that, now QuickSight is showing me the build amount for each one of the customer segments. But I want to look at that spread out over time and see how we've been performing over the course of the year. So I have a date dimension, and I can just click on that. And QuickSight knows, because it's using a date dimension, that the optimal, the optimal chart type for that is a line chart. So without me having to figure out or decide that that's the best visualization type, just by choosing the data that I'm interested in, QuickSight creates the optimal visualization for it. So, and then I can come up here, and if I want to look at that data in a more granular fashion, I can either come up here to my field wells and change the data aggregation from year to month, so I get a little bit more of a granular view on it. And again, I can spread that out. So now I'm looking at the, the build amount spread out across all the months for the last year. So you can just continue building and adding visualizations as you like and doing your analysis. And then when it comes to the sharing component of it, I just go up here under the right-hand corner. I can click Share Analysis. And again, I can just type in the users in my account. QuickSight will automatically populate that. And one of the most important things about QuickSight is because it's a host and managed service, all of this content is secured inside of QuickSight. Nobody can access this unless they have a username and a password. It's not the same as, say, putting Excel files inside of SharePoint or emailing them around where you risk uh, things uh, falling out of date and having old versions of things or also you know, data that's leaving the, leave, potentially leaving the organization and being emailed out to people outside of the organization. Nobody can access the content inside of QuickSight unless they have a username and password. And the last thing I want to talk about is the ability to share data sets. So uh, a lot of times with analytics tools, the concern is, well, I want to give my users the flexibility to do their own analysis and be able to answer their own questions, but at the same time, I don't know where they're getting the data, and I don't have oversight over the data that they're analyzing. So, and, and many end users don't necessarily have the skill sets to do a lot of data preparation work and data cleansing work. So what QuickSight allows you to do is actually create and share data sets out to users, and then users are free to do whatever analysis they want on top of those data sets. So if you're in a, if, if you're on a BI team or you're a, you're a data scientist or an analyst inside of a company, you can create those data sets for the target user group and then share them out, prep them, cleanse them, join them with other sources and create those data sets and then share them through QuickSight site, and then your end users are free to do whatever analysis they want on top of those data sets. So just to give a quick example of that, if I come over here, this is the sample data set that I just created. I can just click share and add users. So I can start typing my name in. And if I was in the system, my name would show up. 
So you share that out. And then those data sets become available. They're, they're essentially governed data sets. So when they're refreshed, they refresh for all users that have access to them. When they're deleted, they're deleted from all users that have access to them. So it gives you a way to provide end-user flexibility with their analytics, but not necessarily give them full flexibility on what data they're, they're opening and analyzing um, inside. So that's a quick demo of the product. We'll jump back to the slides. Oh, sorry. One last important thing is there's also a QuickSight mobile app for iPhone. So you can access the exact same content that you have inside of your account on your phone. So here I'm on my beautiful jet black mirrored iPhone 7 Plus that I just got two days ago that I don't have a case on. <laughs> Again, living on the edge, it's Vegas. Okay, so if I come into the mobile app, down on the uh, the bottom, again, the same tabs that I saw in the uh, the web interface, I have my dashboards, I have my analysis, and then I have stories. So I can come to my dashboards, I can go look at that exact same dashboard that I was looking at inside of the web UI, right here on my mobile device. So, and you can drill into these charts, and again, you have the same interactivity as you have inside of the web interface to drill in on specific data points, to zoom in on different time frames, and when you're looking at your analyses, again, you have the flexibility to actually modify what you're looking at. For example, if I'm looking at, uh, let's see, let's go into this pie chart, and I want to look at that pie chart as a bar chart to get a more, uh, a better comparison between the different series in it, so I can change that on a chart. So you've got a lot of flexibility. Again, if you're looking at an analysis, you can change visualizations, you can filter them however you want. If you're looking at dashboards, they're locked down, and you can consume them uh, right on your device. And you can also access QuickSight content from your tablets, uh, iPads, Android tablets, uh, surfaces, etc. Cool. So uh, with that intro out of the way, I would like to introduce Sergey uh, Mesquita from Hotelbeds to come up and tell us a little bit how Hotelbeds is using QuickSight. Hi, everybody. That's it? Okay. Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here to share with you our experience using QuickSight. Uh, but to do this, I would like to, to start introducing a little bit uh, Hotelbeds group. Uh, just to give you uh, a little background to understand the, the, the challenges that we're facing and uh, how QuickSight is um, helping us to solve these challenges and at the end of the presentation uh, explaining how we are using this um, in, a, in, a, in a real, <coughs> in a live production. So who is Sodelbet? Sodelbet Group is a B2B company, a business-to-business -business company that is providing um, services to the travel industry globally. As you can see in, the, in your right side, we are selling room nights, we are selling transfers, we are selling activities, but we don't own any of these uh, assets. In fact, we are an intermediary, an intermediary that has been growing in the last 14 years uh, with two digits. In fact, this is the driver of one of our uh, technological challenges, believe it or not. And I know, probably you are thinking, I wish all my problems were uh, like this. Yes, is what we, what we think. Um, how we organize? We are organized in four business areas, uh, and, and the core business of our, of our company is the development of a platform uh, based on a proprietary technology that helps 
providers of uh, travel services like hotels, transfer companies, activities companies, distribute their offering to travel sellers. We work with travel sellers like uh, tour operators, online travel agencies, or retail travel agencies. That they're, they're, they are <clears throat> globally distributing this offering from the providers of travel services. We operate in 180 countries. And we are based here. Well, near here. I mean, <laughs> our head office is based in Palma de Mallorca, in the Balearic Island, in, in Spain. And, uh, and I know that probably most of you are wondering, it would be great to, to work there. So yes, it's great to work there. To work there. <laughs> and we are always hiring people, so maybe some of you could be working there in the, in the future with us. So, uh, how is our sector, the travel industry? The travel industry, as other sectors, is uh, going through a process of, con of consolidation. We would like to be the big fish, but uh, in, in any case, we have to be prepared to integrate different data sources, different technologies, different platforms with our own data sources, technologies, and platform, because sooner or later we will be, we will be uh, integrated with other companies. Why is this important? Because, as I mentioned at the beginning, the organic growth that we have is a challenge for us, and I will explain why, but also that inorganic growth through acquisitions is an additional challenge that we have to solve. As you can see, um, which is the main driver of our, of our growth in our operational platform in terms of technology? The number of requests. Which is our, what, what is a request for us? Imagine an, an XML where a, a travel agency is asking us for availability and price for a specific hotel or a list of hotels or a destination when you have many hotels for a specific period of stay with a, a, a start date and an end date and number of people, adults and children. We have to match to check all our, inventor, our, our inventory and try to match all the potential uh, availabilities and prices that can be available for this specific uh, requester. So we send this back in less than a second. But the challenge here is that today we are managing 60 billion requests per year. That means 170 million requests per day that we have to, to, to answer each request in less than a second. As you can see in the, in the picture, uh, some years ago, we had a linear growth. Today, we are experiencing a, an exponential growth. So we have to find uh, technology or solutions that allow us to grow economically sustainable and flexible, with flexible solutions. That's why we have started uh, developing in our roadmap products like Appitude, Taxi Time, or Maxi Room that they are working in the cloud. This is the first step. But why we have a technological challenge? Because the way we work. Basically, we work with capacity plans. Each 1st of October, the, the, the beginning of our fiscal year, we define, we forecast which will be the peak of searches in the high season, and we dimension our platform with this. That means that from February to June, we are deploying new hardware in our, in our, um, 
in our platform. That obviously is not economically sustainable and is not a flexible solution. So if you add this growth organic with the inorganic, we have a, a, a really challenging problem in terms of technology. But at the same time that we are growing in, uh, in, in requests, we are growing in the data that we are generating and the data that we are capturing. But the business is not interested in the data. Data itself means nothing for the business. They need information to take decisions based on the, info, on the data that we have. So they are asking, uh, they are requesting us that they have to, to answer questions like, why uh, this specific hotel has stopped selling with us? Or I'm doing the right pricing to my products? Or uh, which is the seasonality of a city like Barcelona? To do this, we decided to build a platform based on different solutions of, of uh, AWS. It's a, it's a platform that is providing real-time, near real-time analytics for the business based on the collection of different data sources and structured data. 90% of them in near real-time, 10% of them basically external data that we possess in, in batch processes. Uh, if we work with, uh, with a near, near real-time um, area, we are collecting almost 700 events per second through Direct Connect that we are uh, um, distributing in 20 shards and is managing by a Spark. If we work with, uh, the, with the batch area, we're using a scoop as an ETL. We are sending all this information, all, all this data to a landing S3 bucket. And then we are activating a, a Lambda process each time that we detect uh, new data in the Lambda, in the, in the uh, landing, landing area. All this data is sent to S3, which is our data lake, or single version of the truth. But before doing this, we are sending from Spark and Lambda to DynamoDB all this data to apply the uh, quality and governance procedures and policies. What does it mean? That when information arrives to Lambda, if this data, when this data arrives to Lambda, if this data doesn't match with the expected uh, format, we send an alert to the data owner, and the data owner has to decide if this data is correct and can be ingested to S3. So, so all the data that we have in S3 has been approved by uh, our data owners. After this, we, build, we ingest all this data, five, more than five terabytes daily, in Redshift or data warehouse. And at that point, we have to solve the problem that we have with, uh, with the business. The business is not interested in the data that we have in, uh, in, in Redshift. It's interested in how we convert this in information that can be useful for them to take decisions. We were using Tableau before knowing uh, Wixsite. Uh, we were part of, uh, as they mentioned before, uh, we were part of the preview and we, test, uh, we tested Quicksight and we, we quickly realized that it was very easy and fast to connect with, with our uh, data sources to extract the data and the most important thing to provide to our business user a very user-friendly interface and tool to play with the data. They were able autonomously to develop their own visualizations and their own analysis. Maybe this is the main difference that we have with uh, our experience with Tableau. 
we are complementing both, but with, with Tableau, we need a specific profiles with more knowledge managing data to provide uh, um, a set of uh, data and uh, uh, visualizations to the, to the users before the users can access to the data directly. Let me share with you two use cases that we are, working, that we are using today in the, in the company. This is an internal one. Uh, we are uh, tracking uh, through Jira, one of the applications where all the people is um, giving, inserting the, the, the hours that they are inputting to, to different projects. So in this case, you can see that we can track in almost near real time how the projects are performing compared with other years in terms of the dedication of the specific people to each of the projects and even in the, in the, in the bottom, at the bottom of the, of the picture, you can see even we can early detect if we are going to have deviation in some of the projects. Second example is an example that is used by our trading uh, department. In this case, for the trading department, it's important to understand which are the destinations where we are selling more, but from this destination, which ones are the most profitable? So they have to, to see how, how important or, or good is the ratio between the operational, the operational margin of these cell, cell, uh, cells and the total transaction value that we are doing in a specific destination. In, uh, in the bottom left corner, you have probably one of the most interesting one uh, visualization for us, which is decisionality by, uh, <clears throat> by city. Why is this important? Because we can define for a specific destination, traditionally, you assume that the <clears throat> decisionality is the same for all the cities. What we can see here is in the same destination, different cities can have different uh, seasonality. And this is important when we have to, fi to fix prices because we are able to maximize the revenues that, that we can achieve in, in, in each of the, of the cities. We have identified also that uh, QuickSight and especially SPICE can help us to develop data products. In our case, we realize that uh, most of the, of the business users were developing or were requesting the same, uh, <clears throat> the same queries to Redshift. So we decided to pre-calculate the key variables of these queries and through uh, SPICE put it in memory. We achieved to reduce the number of concurrent queries to, to Redshift that were arriving to Redshift and in fact improving the performance of, of Redshift. Finally, which are the lessons learned? Probably if we, if we try to do a, a visualization exercise in this, in this slide, if you try to read what we like from, from QuickSight, quick you close your eyes and you try to remember the words the most repeated words for them is easy and fast, and fast, probably. If you do the same with the nice to have, the result will be more. So, as I've been mentioning during my presentation, easy and fast is the most important uh, lessons learned from QuickSight. It's easy to access to the, to the data sources, fast to extract the data, and easy and fast, the management and exploitation uh, of the data by the users, the end users, the, the business users. 
And why we say more in the nice to have? Because uh, most of the functionalities that QuickSight is providing are okay, but as soon as, 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 soon as the business users start using this, they always want more. They want more connections to new uh, type, uh, sources. They, they, they want more visualization types. They want more dimensions in, in titles. They want more complex systems, um, filters, sorry. So uh, we think as a summary that we have uh, a good, with QuickSight and, and AWS, we have a good travel companion uh, in this street where we have started to face the challenges that we have today and be prepared for the challenge that we will have in the near future. Thank you very much. I will, uh, I'm going to come out to Mallorca with you, and we'll talk about those nice to haves. <laughs> Great. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. So what I love about uh, HotelBed's story is how they're utilizing QuickSight to really democratize and disseminate data to a much larger audience inside of their company, which is exactly what we, our intent was when we created the product. Again, we're making it fast and easy to use um, for anyone, bringing, bringing analytics and ad hoc discovery to anyone. So I'm going to talk about some other areas inside of the inside of the product. So again, the the real value with QuickSight is that it's a component of the rest of the AWS data stack. By combining QuickSight with Redshift, by combining QuickSight with S3 and RDS, you really have a way now inside of AWS to take your data all the way from collection and storage to end user analytics, completing that the the journey of data's lifecycle. So again, you can connect QuickSight directly into Redshift. You, when you uh, go to connect to Redshift inside of QuickSight, it'll automatically discover all of your different Redshift instances, your tables, your schemas, et cetera, and allow you to immediately connect to those and ingest that data either into Spice, or you can leave the data inside of Redshift and live query it in place. So you have the option when you're connecting to Redshift, to uh, RDS, and other databases to either ingest the data if it's more aggregated and closer to being ready for an analytics use case. You can bring it into Spice and stage it there to provide that speed and performance and to offload a lot of the work from the underlying database. Or you can leave the data in the database and live query against it, again, whether it's Redshift, RDS, or even on-premise databases. So, and we talked a little bit about S3. You saw in the demo how I uh, ingested the data set from S3. Again, it allows you to do a lot of creative things where you're dumping data out of your big data frameworks into file formats inside of S3 and then are able to directly analyze that in place um, through Spice without having to move that data to another database. And a, a lot of the same value proposition that uh, with Redshift is also true with RDS. And beyond the end user experience, we also want to make sure that QuickSight has all the tools that are necessary to make sure that you can manage deployments of the product and, and push content, dashboards, and visualizations and, uh, out to larger audience with all the administrative controls. So we talked a little bit, and I showed in the demo, how uh, sh sharing is secure. 
inside of QuickSight. So when you create that dashboard or you create that analysis and you share it out to your other named users, that content cannot leave the, uh, the QuickSight environment. You can only access that if you've got your username and password, which both keeps your content up to date. It gives you version control. So if I've got 4,000 people that are looking at a dashboard and the underlying data set changes and is refreshed, then that change propagates out to all 4,000 of those users. If I've got 4,000 Excel spreadsheets in uh, a SharePoint or a portal, and I have 4,000 users uh, have downloaded those, and I need to change something or the data needs to refresh, I've got to publish the same thing out to 4,000 more users. So by having this content hosted and managed inside of the QuickSight environment, it's always secure and always up to date uh, for all of the users that are accessing it. We talked a little bit about the uh, the ability to publish data sets. So you can create these refined and polished data sets and share those out to users, which allows them to do their own ad hoc analysis on that, answer their own questions, but do it in a way where you have some underlying governance of the data sets that they're doing the analysis on. And uh, QuickSight Enterprise Edition, which will be coming out in a couple weeks, has integration with Active Directory, which is really important because if you're going to start doing deployments of QuickSight out to larger and larger user groups, you don't want to necessarily maintain a completely different set of users inside of the QuickSight service. You can connect it to your on-premise or your hosted Active Directories and manage your users and manage your groups directly through that. And again, that's QuickSight Enterprise Edition. It's coming out in a, in a couple weeks. So the last thing that I want to touch on is pricing, just to make sure that this is, um, uh, you know, our goal with QuickSight, again, is to deliver a very cost-effective, fast, easy, native uh, AWS cloud analytics service for our customers. So price is a really big, important component of this. So the way that QuickSight works is there's two editions, as we talked about. There's the standard edition, and there's the enterprise edition. So standard edition can be, and both versions can be paid for either monthly or annually. And the standard edition costs uh, $9 a user a month. Uh, sorry, that's backwards. Or $12 a month if you're paying annually. And the enterprise edition is $25 a month if you're paying annual, and $18 a month if you're paying uh, month to month. Back ways. Reverse it. It's cocktail time, I said. <laughs> so revisit some of the, the, the key value propositions of QuickSight. Versus it's a native AWS cloud service. It's directly integrated. We're continue to add uh, data connectivity to things like Dynamo and Kinesis and make sure that you have all the integrations to the, to the primary AWS data services. It's secure. There's no server licensing cost. Scalability is a really big component of this because QuickSight is a fully managed service. As you, uh, as you add users to the service, you don't have to provision more hardware. You don't have to add more infrastructure. If I have five users one day and two months from now I have 10,000, QuickSight just automatically scales underneath you. That's also true of Spice. One of the big uh, uh, value propositions of Spice is not necessarily what it's capable of now, but also what it's going to be able to do in the future. So right now, uh, Spice is capped at 10 gigabytes per user, of, uh, uh, sorry, 10 gigabytes data set size, and we expect that to grow uh, extremely over the next uh, six to eight months. And again, Spice scales on its own. So as you have more users hitting a data set, you don't have to provision more hardware. You don't have to build more infrastructure. Spice just scales uh, underlying that to support all the different users and the queries that are coming in. 